0: So, from what love is to what love does yes, yes. okay I feel like I feel like i 'm an opera singer on the stage <laughs> Try, trying to see your faces, and the light's so bright that 's okay. Just keep smiling and i 'll and i 'll know you there it's it 's just those lights that are. It's okay, it's just a bit... That's great. Yep, now everybody smile. (laughs) That's it, good. I don't need to see you guys at the back. (laughs) I know what you look like. Where's where's Dale? He's gone out for a smoke, hasn't he? Oh dear. No one else here smokes, do they? I think it's, I, on the way in, I was thinking coming up those stairs. Here he is. I was thinking coming up those stairs, haha, they won't be able to go out for a smoke because it's too far to go down those stairs, but they did. I joined a gym in Bean. I can't use it because the stairs are steep like that, and it's okay on the way up, but I, after I've done exercises and things, I just about fall down on the way down, so not quite sure what I'm going to do about that. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about love. And 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 if I'm talking about love, we need to, you need to know what it is, what what I mean by love. So I'm just going to define what I mean by love and which love I'm speaking about otherwise we could get confused. The love that I'm speaking about issues in action. It's automatic. Uh, there is no love if there's not action. Love leads to action and 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 this love is another word for this loving is love is caring but caring has been diminished in its meaning and love has been diminished in its meanings this is the difficulty this is the love that comes from your mind it's got nothing to do with whether you like someone or something it's got nothing to do with your emotions as I said to the first uh, congregation I spoke to this morning, a beautiful singing where wow, it was lovely. It just lifted us up, it was lovely tonight too. They had four, um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it was lovely. They, they, were, they were doing Hillsong, I like this, I like this music. But it was very lovely and it lifted us up, but I said, if that music doesn't flow out the door with you, if the feeling that you have, when the emotional feeling that you get with that does not move to your head, and flow out the door with you into act- action, it's, it's worthless. It's not the love that Jesus speaks about when he tells us God is love. All right? It's got nothing to do with how you feel. It's to do with who you are. It's to do with a relationship. God is love. It's love by intention. It's love from the mind. But I'm sure you've gone through all that in the previous weeks anyway and you've heard all the words for love, agape and storge and all those different words for love. But it's not from the hips, you know what I mean? It's not from the emotions, you know what I mean? Uh, It's from the head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. How much did Jesus love you? So, who's gonna hang on the cross for the other? Are you ready for it? It's a hard call. Loving is a hard call. It's not easy, it's not sentimental. It's a really hard call. Because if you set out to love As God loves, and to do what he tells us to do, then it ain't easy. It's hard. And you know what? I'm going to fail. And I have many times. And you also will fail many times. And you will have failed. And you'll feel bad about it. Because you love God and you don't want to let him down but you will let him down but you don't want to let him down don't feel too bad because he won't ever let you down he loves you he loves you you're a child of his he loves you and he wants to lift you up his purpose is to bring you through this life and into the next to a place where everything that you are and everything that you are made to be is realized. Wow. Have you ever thought about that? Wow. What's the thing, years ago, this, just, this whole setting takes me back to many years ago when I was a young priest, I'm an Anglican clergyman, I was here in Canberra and and this was like the nightclubs and things and how we used to how we actually used to do our young adults group was just like this with the dark lights and all the rest of it. Mostly uni students and so on, you know, and we like this kind of feeling takes me right back to that. And I forgot what I was going to say. Right. Yes. One young man who came in and came to me, he never, never fully grasped never fully grasped the gospel. went off a year or so later, I met him. You're mostly too old to remember the Jesus people, aren't you? They were people who warped the meaning of love. They, they, They took God is love to mean love. Love, they forgot about the head and they twisted it. Not the Jesus people. They weren't the Jesus, the Jesus people were good. Um, it was the, um, anyway, they followed a guy called, um, David, something. Um, (laughs) They used to hand out flowers everywhere. And it was, it was back in the hippie days. And, uh, but this guy told me once that an old nun, he, he, he was born in, in Liverpool in England and he didn't know. Any other life but Liverpool, streets of Liverpool, no trees, nothing, just just streets and houses and blocks of houses. At the school He asked the nun one day Sister, what is heaven like? And she said, John What is the thing that you want more than anything else in all the world? And he said, sister, I want to have a lion. <laughs> and she said, then don't, then, John, in heaven you shall have a lion. What a beautiful answer to a little child of six years old or so. Of course, the lion has great meaning for us now since the lion, which witch and the wardrobe and all of that stuff. And the lion of Judah has great meaning too. He didn't know what he was saying, did he? but what he wanted was to have a lion in heaven. What's the thing you want most in all your life? Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it companionship? Is it just another to stand alongside you who cares for you as you care for them? What is it? Then in heaven you shall have it. You shall have it. But, of course, what we're really saying is we want love. God is love. When I was a child, one of my earliest memories was when I was probably seven or eight years old, standing outside a shop, waiting for my mother. Now, nowadays, she'd have been regarded as a negligent mum. I can't remember where she was or what she was doing. But I remember standing there and I remember seeing an old man come along the street and he was picking up something. I realise now it was cigarette butts. He was picking these things up and putting them in his pocket and going through the rubbish bins. And I was only a child and I didn't understand much, but my heart was breaking for some reason. Still does when I talk about it. Because I knew. I knew that this is not what should be. Something in this little child just knew that that was wrong. And it was wrong. And that memory forms me. Some reason I, I give thanks in many ways to that old man who was picking up the cigarette butts because he taught me something. Is a place to learn. We're not always teaching. We're learning from the things that happen to us. I remember again, my mother, a man had collapsed on the street and everyone was walking past because they obviously thought he was drunk. People often lay in the streets drunk in those days and my mother stopped to check that he was all right and he had, had a heart attack. You know, that's how I remember it anyway. Things aren't always as they seem to be. We can make judgments, but that person is a child of God. You know, the children of God don't ex- only exist, that's what the name of that group was by the way, the children of God. Yeah, <laughs> they had a funny teaching. But they called themselves children of God. But we're all the children of God. Everyone's a child of God because doesn't it say in the scripture we're made in the image of God? Not just you, but the guy who I saw, well, I couldn't see him. But who I imagine, the girl or guy who was lying in the sleeping bag outside the door when we came in, that person that's in there, cocooned in there, is a child of God, made in the image and the likeness of God, someone who God calls us to reach. And now you think I'm going to give you a lecture on reaching that person, but I'm not. You'll work it out. It says in James, if you say that you love God, but you don't love your neighbor, You're a liar. It's tough, isn't it? Have you ever thought how hard that is? We try to avoid that passage. In the old reading it was, if you say that you love God and you don't love your neighbour, the truth is not in you. But I like the modern translation. It's much more real. You're a liar. I'm a liar. You're a liar because all of us fall short in that. All of us fall short of the glory of God. There is no help for us, except because the God of lo- love of God comes out to us, as we sang before, to rescue us, and to bring us through. The power of the Holy Spirit is there to activate love. The power of the Spirit brings Jesus. Jesus says that when he goes, he will send another. Well, God goes, God comes, you know? Like, <laughs> this one we can't quite see. This one we can't experience, though. Well, well, I would love to share with you many, many stories, but just one or two on the way. How did I learn really what one of the things that love meant? Okay. So I got myself involved in, in working. Well, I, I was, came into Queen Bean with my community. I live in a community of men and women. We came there to run the Anglican parish and we lived in a lovely big house there. And there's a big door at the front with a great big brass knocker on it. We never used that door. We never used the side door. No one used the front door. But one day there's a huge knock, knock, knocks on the door. But who's that? There are about three bolts to open to get it to open and then drag the door open and a man fell in saying, help me, help me. Oh, I was good. I could run a parish. I was, what, 34 years old or something. I had a very large parish. I could do 40 weddings, 120 baptisms, 40 funerals a year. I could do that. That was fine. But I didn't know what to do when that man said, help me. So so I, I rang a drug rehab program. And I said to Joy, the young lady, who who was one of the leaders running it herself, she'd been a girl up the cross, and a beautiful girl, Joy. And I said to her, I didn't know her at that stage, I just said, what do I do about an alcoholic? And I said, I suppose it's no good asking you because you work with drug addicts, don't you? She said, basically, you've got a lot to learn, haven't you? What do you think an alcoholic is if they're not a drug addict? <laughs> you don't differentiate between people's problems in that way, or their sins, or whatever you see them as. You're an addict. You're an a- Are you an addict? Any of you got addictions? Yes, you have. Thank you. Someone's being honest at the back there. Thank you. Yeah, we all have addictions in one way or another. We all do. Food is one of my big problems, as you can see. We all have addictions. Get honest about it. The first thing an addict has to do is to get honest about their problem. First step, it's in the Bible really, admit that you had no power to help yourself, right? That's what you have to do if you want to become a Christian. First admit that you have no power to help. A person who thinks they're going to get through this life on their own, and succeed and do well on their own they don't know what they're talking about first thing we have to admit is that we need help and the second find the power that can help us anyway back to my story so he fell through the door I didn't know what to do I got taught I ended up working with this particular drug program I got on the board of the drug program I was heavily involved in all this stuff and he he did pretty well and he had his really good moments and he had some difficult moments and he had he 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 discovered he was a brilliant tradesman a brilliant stonemason and bricklayer bricklayers often have a problem with alcohol so i don't know why i think it's the nature of the work but anyway if it's my phone don't answer it i'm not home It's mine. I I can recognise it. I'm not home. Just ignore it. Just put it in a bucket of water. (laughs) I should have turned it off. So, the thing is... Now they whistle me. The thing is... He was going well, and he'd have relapses. And one day, he came to the door, and he'd relapsed. And he was, just looking at it so I can use some language. He was um, covered in vomit and shit and piss. You know, he'd wet himself, he'd shit himself, he'd vomited on himself. He was a stinking mess. And he stood there and he was drunk. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to touch him. But fortunately, I was able to get one of the young women from the drug program and she had given up drugs and was doing really well. She also had worked on the streets in King's Cross. And she came. She She was a beautiful girl. I can still see her beautiful long hair. She was
1: immaculately dressed
0: in white white blouse white top she walked straight up to Cedric and she hugged him with a big close hug and said what have you been up to your silly bugger that's love that's caring from the head she had the same feelings I did I'm sure of revulsion of the smell and not wanting to do with him as drunk but from her head she knew what he needed he needed acceptance he actually he became a christian eventually he was baptized he never fully overcame his moments of relapses into into uh, drinking but he did some beautiful stonework that you can see in Queenbean now. That's a testimony to him. He put the foundations down four feet. The architect said two feet. He put them four feet because he said it's got to last a thousand years. Well beyond him. He died in our stables there where we had begun to op- which we begun to open up for people to sleep so they didn't have to sleep on the street. And he died in an attitude of kneeling beside his bed, I like to think. He was in prayer when the Lord took him, found him the next morning. Stone cold, rock hard. I could have made a statue out of him. He was was kneeling there. But he came to faith, not through my rousing on him, not through anything except he wanted to join. He wanted to join the winning side. So, the power of love can be very strong, very strong. So, one of the things I find in talking to people, counseling people, is to listen to the Spirit. And the Spirit always enjoins us to love, always, not to judge, not to speak from a higher position. In fact, most often the Spirit talks to me and says, yeah, you've done that. (laughs) You've been in that place. Or if you haven't, by the grace of God, you haven't. The Spirit speaks to us, you see, spirit brings Jesus to us and then Jesus dwells with us doesn't he say that he will dwell with you and when he dwells with you he knows his own and out there the wonderfully created people of God have within them the divine life because they're made in the image of God Does that surprise you? Does that surprise you that it's not only the people in the church that are made in the image of God? It's the people out there in the world that are made in the image of God. It shouldn't surprise you, because you're broken, and they're broken. And you're on a journey to wholeness, and in their own way they are. But you can be part of their journey. When Jesus meets Jesus. When love meets love. When you set out to help somebody, don't think they're always going to like it or like you. They're not. But, you know, don't make it harder for them. They will hear the message of Jesus when Jesus is ready. Do you know, There's no one who ever brought another person to salvation. We use that expression all the time. I brought 10 people to salvation last week. No, you didn't. God did. You're simply an instrument in his hands. You're simply a broken instrument in his hands. And if it wasn't for God, you would do nothing. You're a channel of the love of God. No? When the Holy Spirit fills you, you're like a little teapot. You know the children's story? I'm a little teapot, short and out. Here's my Here's my spout. Okay, you've got to have a spout. If you have a teapot and the spout is blocked and the Holy Spirit is pouring in, it's going to overflow and you've just got to mess. Have you ever come across Christians who are like that? Full of the Holy Spirit, but it just all over the place and people think, oh my God, I don't want to be near that. No, the love of God has to be directed, the caring, the thinking, right? So, about 15 to 20 years ago, a new new minister came to the Baptist church, his name is Peter, and praise God he's still there because he's my close friend. And he said to me one day after being there a few months, I like the work you're doing here in the town. By that time, I wasn't working in the parish. I left, I was just working with the people and disadvantaged disadvantage that the town got brought. And he said, "Um, can we meet, uh, sort of, you know, regularly have a coffee and talk about what the needs in Queanbeyan might be? Do you know Queanbeyan? Who who here has been to (laughs) Queanbeyan? Huh? Huh? You sure? <laughs> Who has never been to Queenbeyan? My goodness. I lived in Canberra for three years and I went to Queenbeyan about half a dozen times. One of the reasons to buy my drugs, which was simply that in Canberra, we couldn't get cough medicine with codeine in it. And the cough medicine I needed had codeine. So I had to drive to and I always felt like I was going Going, buying drugs, was it just, really just, it was legitimate. It was legitimate, Cody, right? It's, it's not legitimate now, but it was then. It wasn't in the ACT. It's always been a bit ahead of everybody else. Anyway, Queenbeyan. What can we do? What does Queenbeyan need? So we talked about it. After I'd been meeting with him for a little while, I knew a young Roman Catholic priest came to town and uh, there had been some family connections with him and some of my parishioners. And so he came to see me and he said, I like what you're doing. Um, you know, can we meet for coffee regularly? I said, sure. I wasn't quite sure at that stage, 20 years ago, whether a Baptist and a Roman Catholic would actually meet together. So I met with each of them for a while and then I thought I'd better get honest. And I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with this Catholic. I'm meeting with this Baptist minister, and it's taking up a lot of my time. Be a lot better. We're all talking about the same things. So we became close friends, and out of that friendship developed a whole work, which now in Queanbeyan um, embraces. Uh, Home in Queanbeyan, which houses in beautiful apartments, 20 people who are mentally ill and were homeless. It it, uh, has the work we do called Benny's or St Benedict's work, where we provide food and we seek to find accommodation for people who are homeless. All the time done under the love of God. We never argue, we cheat, we we do tease each other, but we never argue, you know, over, um, well, I baptise people when they're babies, uh, you can ask me a theology about it if you care, but I do that, right? Peter baptises adults, you know, and we don't argue about it. I just say it's fine because, you know, if God thinks that they've already been baptised as a child and you're baptised, well, he can correct it. God is a lot bigger than most of our doctrines and rules and regulations, you know? So I think God really cares about do you love Him? Do you love Him? Do you, do you meet Jesus? That's the important thing. You, you, you don't hear the churches arguing about that. They argue about everything else. When they argue, they weaken themselves. So we got together and we did this work, and we've been able, I can say, without pride, but with a lot of pride, um, we've done a lot. So what do we do at Annie's? or well, Benny's meets at Annie's, this is a long story. Um, well, one of the things we do is we, we, from 10 till one, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, you can go there and have a nice cup of coffee. You a, a macchi- You're university people, so you macchiatos, you know? Macchiato. Our people just say, at Queen B. I mean, you say, what, how, how, what kind of coffee? I say, coffee. Get a latte, you know? It's easy, but we can do those things. Um, our, our best, Dale is our best at doing that. We can do nice coffees for you. We can give you a piece of cake with it. We can give you a conversation. You can meet some really interesting people there. Really interesting people that have got charisma and purpose and yeah, yeah. And people will tell you to f off if they don't want to talk to you. You can meet really interesting people, and they can come and they have a meal. Last Friday, we provided about 45 hot meals for people. We started off with breakfast, um, bacon and eggs, and a nice uh, vegetable mixture with toast. We moved on. Well, actually, they could have the same time because Dale got up early and and put on a lovely beef stew that was ready by then. And you have the beef stew if you wanted at 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, if you're hungry, you might prefer that. Or a bit later on, uh, roast roast pork or roast chicken with vegetables. And and, and that's because, because we don't run a soup kitchen. We run a cafe, you know? All we really, the payment we would like from people is their love, is their love, and that they understand why we're doing it. We don't say, but everybody knows we're doing it. The fuel behind it is the love of God. Because I want to see that area of Queen Bean grow in its understanding of love, of the love which is God. But to do that, I also have to be prepared to find it. You know, if you want to know Jesus, you've got to find him. Where do you find Jesus? Hmm? Where do you look for Jesus? Where did Jesus tell us to find him? Hmm? In In the least of these, yes. In the poor, in the broken, in the despised, in the downtrodden and the hurting. The imprisoned, you want to find Jesus, you want to find those values, he will teach you. But I tell you, it is hard. It is hard because once you grasp it, I'm sure some of you already have, I'm probably talking to the converted here, but once you grasp it, you can't go back, right? So you can be an everyday Christian if you want to. Or you can be a Jesus people. <laughs> okay. There are no rewards. But love never ends. It keeps on going. It has to keep on going. There are no rewards. Don't expect rewards. But there are some actually that come. Often people that, just as an example, some years ago, I worked with a young man. His name was David, and he was a really difficult young man. He was a at that time, we were running a house for teenagers before we had any youth refuges in the area. And and David was in trouble with the lawyers, all sorts of things. Anyway, we got, he was a likeable kid. We got him through. He was about 17 at the time. And uh, he disappeared. Didn't hear from him. Several years later, I got a phone call. This is David. Who? David. Which David? Who? You know the one? Oh, that David. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking, uh uh-uh. he's back again. <laughs> I said, "Where are you?" He said, "I'm in West Australia." I thought, great. Right. I said, "So why are you calling me?" He said, I wanted to tell you I'm going to a church. And I said, "Well, what led you there? How come you're going to a church?" And he said, "Well, you should know." And the penny dropped. He said, it was by osmosis. He absorbed the things we were doing. He absorbed the words we were speaking. They went in. You know, in your life, don't set out to do great things necessarily. Just set out to do things well. A word, a care, a loving action, however small, can bear huge fruit. Because we bring God brings people to salvation through us. He needs our hands more than he needs our mouth. You know, I don't know if you know anything about Russian icons, but or any icons. But if you look carefully at them, you'll notice they've got very big ears. And very tiny little mouths. Because they say, if you want to be a saint, you've got to learn to listen more than you speak. One of the problems with us as Christians often is we speak before we listen. Who knows, who knows what wonderful gem is within the person who's sleeping outside the door tonight? Who knows what their life has been? Who knows what their life will become? Now please don't go out there and crowd round them and wake them up and tell them that you want to do good things for them because that's not what I'm saying. But you could occasionally leave a flower alongside, not a text, (laughs) just a flower, not money, just a bracelet, just something that says, I noticed you were sleeping here tonight and here's a token of some love. Right? Not an expensive bracelet. It might get sold for the wrong things. So look, I've talked for ages. It's getting very late and the um, state of origin starts in half an hour. (laughs) So I want to leave. I would ask a question of you. Really severe, difficult question. Where is love in your life? I'm not asking you about your relationships. I'm asking you about your head. Where is love in your life? Listen and listen to the Spirit. Listen and follow. Because if you follow, where God is calling, everything in your life will begin to fall into place. Right? So listen, it may not be big. I, I loved that, that thing before we had, and it said, it's not going off. On, you know, we don't have to go off to the deserts. We don't have to go to South America, even, even to Turkey, dare I say. We don't have to do those things. The mission is, is here. We are sent to the person next to us, near us, starting with yourself, starting with your family. How do they see you? Do they notice the difference that the love of God makes in your life? And please, when you stuff up, don't 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 despair. Don't despair. Go back sorry start again because God I suppose he is a judge in some ways Mm. but he's a very loving and caring one that's what he wants I don't know if you want to ask any questions uh, nearly 45 years. I went there for five years and I did not want to go to Bean. If you'd asked me where the a-hole of the earth was, <laughs> well, it might've been captain's flat, but Queenbeyan wasn't much <laughs> further away, but you know, the place has grown on me. Um, Hank, can I tell them how long I've known you? I've known Hank for 20, more than 20 years he has been one of my biggest challenges but deeply in love with God and one day he might want to tell you his story but you know it takes time it's not a quick fix so I came to realize that so I moved out of the parish work after 10 years my community because there's all this other stuff happening And um, now it's getting to be so much that I think it's time I shuffled off completely, you know. (laughs) But um, the time will come, the time will come. Just got to make sure there's enough other people behind to do it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, 45 years. It it seems a long time, but, you know, it's not that long since Cedric fell through the door in my mind, my mind's eye. You know, yeah, the most wonderful thing was to see him relating to his children again. Mm. Yeah. Any other questions? It's late, isn't it? This is my third time today. Every group of you has been different. and So the Spirit has told me different things to say to each of you, I hope they've been the right things. Can I pray for you? Our Heavenly Father, how much we do love you and how much we want to draw close to you, how much we want to walk with Jesus in our lives, how much we want to realize the deep things of our heart and to become wonderful people that you created us to be forgive us father when we let you down forgive us when we can't go the whole way forgive us just forgive us we know you do and lift us up again when we fall father we thank you for this time together and if there have been things that have been said that are not of your mind or of your will Remove them, we pray, from the minds of the people listening. But if there are things that have come from your Spirit, then we pray that they may deeply embed and change the directions of all our lives. We thank you for your love and for your goodness. And we bring our prayer in the precious name of Jesus and by the power of your Spirit. Amen.